0: Welcome to the Cara's Cures digital show and podcast. I'm Kara Sundland. We like to explore the cutting edge of wellness here. This episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services in Farmington, Connecticut. So here's a question. How do you deal with a narcissist and what really makes someone a narcissist? How do they get that way? I am joined by neuropsychologist Dr. Sanam Hafiz who practices in New York City so we can learn to identify who the narcissists are in our lives, and how to handle this kind of person. Welcome, doctor. Hi, thank you for having me back on your show. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Um, So we throw around the word, oh, he's a narcissist, she's a narcissist. We talk about that a lot, but there is actually a real term in psychology. So what exactly is a narcissist?
1: So, yes, we we do throw around that term quite loosely. A narcissist is truly, there's a a diagnosis called narcissistic personality disorder. And while there are different schools of thoughts about how someone becomes a narcissist, but, you know, generally speaking, there are people who have a very distinct personality type, and it's formed over years and years of practice. And while there may be some genetic component to it, whether it's a certain type of a, a disorder or a condition, oftentimes, you know, there is, there is a familial pattern. You know, you're, you're pro- probably likely to have been raised maybe by a narcissist or watched narcissists, you know, when you were growing up and you inherited either some of those traits by genetics or by learning um, how to be very self-serving. And you learned that by manipulating people, you can sometimes get what you want. You know, so it doesn't, it's not the type of thing that happens overnight, which is why we don't see a lot of children who are narcissists. You know, they're usually well-developed grown adults And oftentimes, intelligent, charming people, often successful people. And it's, you know, by the time you realize what's wrong with them, it's too late. They've done a number on your life. Mm. So I like, you know, when we were talking earlier, I like to say that narcissists don't happen to you. You happen to them because you allow them into your life. You allow them to pervade parts of your life that should be private, where you should see some red flags and stop signs. And you don't. And you see them and you go right past them because you want to heal. You want to be compassionate. You want to help them. Meanwhile, they're really you know, detrimental to your well-being.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that sometimes uh, the more empathic or compassionate you are, do you sort of attract these narcissists? Or, or why do those types of people sometimes come together? And, and then, of course, the empathic person gets trampled on.
1: Uh, because, you know, it's kind of hard for two narcissists to be in the same room. Because it's two people who are self-serving and looking out for their own best interests and trying to manipulate each other might initially find some attraction to each other. But at the end of the day, a narcissist thrives by choosing people that can serve him or her. So they will find someone who is compassionate and empathic to a fault almost and will keep forgiving and overlooking uh, their transgressions and meanwhile that person you know initially can almost love bomb you and tell you how wonderful you are how amazing you are be there to help in very small ways but making them seem magnanimous and grandiose only to find that you are actually the one doing the bigger things for them you know at the end of the day and but before you know it they almost make you feel that you are privileged to be taking care of them you're privileged to be part of their life um while they could be sucking you dry you know so it's it's a very interesting game and they know exactly how to get in just at the right moment so they might find someone who's in distress who's going through a difficult period um and just say all the right words which in in you know reflection might seem almost like hallmark words with very little action or substance to support them Mm.
0: so what exactly is narcissism
1: It's a a tendency to view yourself um, as someone important. Um, They may not even seem egomaniacal on the surface, but they seem to think that they're very special, that their presence in your life is uh, a privilege, it's uh, an honor. They might see themselves as being very good at things, very good-looking maybe perhaps, very talented, very successful. Um, And the way they treat other people can come across, you know, they're covert narcissists as well, but sometimes narcissists can come across as being very, um, you know, full of themselves, uh, know-it-all. They like to swoop in and kind of save the day. Um, And narcissism is truly an inability to understand and see from other people's point of view, from being um, really, truly compassionate and genuine. And they don't see anything wrong with that. These are people who feel little remorse um, they almost never apologize. Or if they do, it's very hollow and a means to an end and don't quite see what they've done and contributed to a problem.
0: OK, OK. And you you alluded to this, but are there different types of narcissists?
1: Yeah, you know, they're the, the very openly, very showy ones, right? The ones who drive fancy cars and, you know, live above their means, maybe or, um, you know, are braggarts and those are easier to spot. And then there are covert narcissists, right? That can be toxic to your life, but they're not overtly, they may seem very humble and down to earth, but you start to see a pattern of, you know, I wouldn't say abuse in the the typical sense, but kind of like taking advantage of you and always, you know, accepting very, very generous offers from people to do things. And all the while th- making it sound like, yeah, you know, I needed help, but t- turns out and sounds like everyone's always helping them. Um, you know, and then they're the kind of narcissists that, you know, might um, flood their social media with their, with their pictures and just me, 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 and only talk about me, me, me. And then they can be, you know, sort of, I guess a little bit showy, but maybe more self-centered and maybe even a little less damaging to you because they're so focused on themselves um but you know the one thing that they all really share in common is manipulation um a lack of empathy a lack of remorse those are some very typical traits that almost all narcissists share oh and i, I must mention a very very the dangerous type is a hostile narcissist someone who will lash out at you who will belittle you verbally abuse you um, and, and those are the ones that can really do a lot of damage to you because they hurt your
0: self-worth, your sense of self-esteem. Mm. Are there sometimes where people act narcissistic, maybe even hostile, get mad, gaslight someone they love, but then they're not really a narcissist, they just had a bad day and they were acting inappropriately? Like, How do you know if someone's really a narcissist or they were acting narcissistically?
1: Well, the truth is that you will never really spot a narcissist till you've seen them and observed them over a long period of time. You know, narcissists don't always, mostly actually, don't present as narcissistic. So, for you to see someone in one snapshot and make that statement would be would be incorrect, inaccurate, and and really um, kind of a snap judgment. Um, when you meet a narcissist. You're not going to know till you've had extended contact with them. So the reality is that you know, if someone is lashing out um, and you've only had one instance of seeing this, that's, that's not a statement you'd be able to make. They may be someone who has you know, poor self-control, poor regulation, poor anger management, but not necessarily a narcissist. Narcissists can actually seem very sweet and calm on the outside, meanwhile wreaking havoc on intimate relationships on the inside.
0: So it's usually the people closest to them that are going to get it. And so maybe not the whole world sees it. Can can it be treated? Very difficult to treat.
1: You know, so the one thing that I I tell people, it's, it's not easy for psychologists to say there's something we can't treat. But we really cannot treat it very well because it's hard to change someone's view of themselves when they already think that there's nothing wrong with them right? So they're often not seeking any help. So what you can do is if you think that you are in a relationship with a narcissist, even if it's not a romantic relationship, even if it's a sibling, even if it's a friend, even if it's a co worker, what you can do is protect yourself, you know, draw some boundaries, assert those boundaries, learn to say no, say you can't call me or text me, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, you can't disrupt my work day, um, you know, with rants or with uh, self glorification, or, you know, Yes, if you have a relationship where you're having a genuine conversation or a conflict with someone, it's okay that you know you reach out to someone. But narcissists usually have a difficult time respecting your boundaries. You know, they will walk away from a conversation once their piece is done because they don't feel like they that you they owe you um, an answer. They'll come back without an apology or an explanation. And but they say all the sweet things to kind of let you in till that dynamic becomes kind of habitual and even addictive. And by the time you want to break free, it's just so hard because you're addicted to that coming back. You're addicted to that, you know, breaking up and making up. Um, And if you look around, many people who are victims of that sort of abuse find that they've lost valuable relationships. You know, other relationships have fallen by the wayside because you've let this narcissist run so much. They pick your friends. They tell you who you can hang out with, where you can go. Meanwhile, not really being there for you. They can't, they don't really contribute to the sort of the health of your life, you know, by by snipping good, healthy people out. Um, And sometimes they don't even include their closest relationships and romantic partners in the other aspects of their life. So they can go out. They can do all that stuff. But you can't do those things. Those are some red signs to look out for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've read some in the literature. It's very difficult sometimes for children if they have a narcissistic parent. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of adults who say, you know, I was raised by a narcissistic mother. I was raised by a narcissistic father. Um, and oftentimes what it turns out to be is a parent who was so self-involved that they only saw how you were hurting them. Now, how you were hurting, you know, uh, a parent who wanted you to excel at school, not because they wanted you to necessarily excel, but because that made them look good. You know, it'd be embarrassing if bad grades. You know, don't go out and embarrass me. You know, yes, we all say that to our children from time to time. That's okay. But children know what you're like on the inside. You know, parent who withheld affection, uh, physical affection, words of praise because they wanted you to constantly strive for that level of, uh, you know, approval from the, from the parent. And they do quite a, you know, quite a, a piece, a, a, a number on their children. And it's not surprising that those children often grow up um, to display some of the same qualities. And then I've also met children who say, I have worked my entire life to be nothing like that parent. You know, mm-hmm. I really want to be passionate, I really want to have children so I could do things the right way. But they should be aware that if that's the only model you had growing up, you probably are going to display some of those traits. And, you know, being aware and mindful of that just means that you can maybe seek therapy
0: and heal before you go on to, inflict the same damage on your children. Right, right. So uh, being an actual narcissist, you may not be aware of other people's uh, feelings about you or you might not be aware of anything that you're doing that's hurting people. But if you happen to have a narcissist in your life, you can heal from the damage that's been done. Exactly. So exactly. if people are listening to this and thinking, oh, goodness, I have someone that I really love who's close to me, who's narcissistic, and it's not healthy for me. What do you do? You draw
1: boundaries. You set some ground rules. And you don't have to have a conversation with this person because more likely than not, this person will turn it around, make you feel like you're you know, somehow abandoning them, that you're somehow rejecting them, and make you feel guilty about that. What you can do is, you know, next time they, let's say, um, you know, show up at your house unannounced, the next time they make you feel guilty about not not going to something, you should have a plan in place and you say something like, you know what, I'm going to step away from this conversation because I'm in the middle of my own day and I will talk to you about this when I'm ready to talk to you about this. Um, I will address this at a later time. Maybe you can write me an email or a text message. Maybe you can, uh, you know, Wait till I'm ready to have this conversation. The only thing I'll tell you is I had a birthday party. You didn't show up. Or I had a barbecue. I invited you. You didn't show up. You know, it seems to me that I'm expected to do a lot of things where you don't do a lot back for me. And I would like our relationship to be reciprocal. And if you can work toward that, great. If you can't, then I'm going to have to step away or back off. And you can say this without really saying it. Right? Actions do speak louder than words. And a narcissist will learn very quickly if they're manipulation or exploitation is not working anymore and they will make amends they will make amends only so they can come back into your life and do it again to you when your defenses are down it's kind of difficult to say that you should always keep your guard up but it's the only way you can protect yourself when when dealing with a person like that
0: so what you're saying is that you sort of have to accept that they this is how they are and protect yourself or choose to not have this relationship. And I imagine that gets much more complicated if you are married to a narcissist or if your mother or father is a narcissist or a family member. Maybe a little easier if you, someone in your friend group, you just kind of, oh, i got to distance myself. But um, if people are afraid of becoming estranged, uh, what, what do you recommend when it's someone really close to them?
1: Well, you know, I will tell you that I would say the majority of people I've, I've met professionally and personally who are divorced will tell me I was married to a narcissist you know so in a marital relationship very often when people feel that they are at the end of their rope they will leave a marriage you know but you can't do that when it's or a sibling but you can the beauty of, of a parent or sibling is that you don't have to live in the same house when you're in a married relationship you often live in the same house which makes it a lot harder um, so there are pros and cons to both types of relationships but at the end of the day
0: the bottom line and that the magic word is boundaries. Yeah, and just, I love what you said about you were defining it earlier, but I guess uh, I've heard another definition that a narcissist is kind of like, they have the inability to see you and how you're feeling, that everything to them is a mirror. It's only like, you're only, they like you one day, they don't like you one day, because it all depends how you are making them feel. They don't have really the ability to feel what you feel.
1: Yeah, they, they the, that's the, the lack of the empathy, you know, where they actually don't understand what someone else might be going through, they might nod and listen along. But at the whole the whole time, they're thinking, what is it that I want out of this interaction? Mm. You know, and they don't really, they can't really, you know, an, uh, an empath is the type of person who listens to a narcissist and tears up at their story, you know, real or not. Um, and the narcissist will listen and say all the right words, but not really mean it
0: there's something to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything that you want people to read or any other places they can go for more resources so they can be healthy about setting these boundaries and taking care of the narcissist in their life? Um, yeah, I mean, I would recommend that
1: if you Google my name and read some of the articles that I've written on narcissism, I think that would probably be a good start. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Sanam Hafiz, one word, or on my
0: website at ComprehendTheMind.com. Yes, and if you are watching instead of listening, you see Dr. Hafiz's name on the screen, but it's at Dr. DR, or do we spell yeah, out Dr.? Yeah. Okay. At DR, S-A-N-A-M-H-A-F-E-E-Z, neuropsychologist in New York City. So uh, we appreciate you putting out some information. And um, I know there's been a lot of talk about narcissism, a lot of things getting written about it. And I see it on social media a lot, but it's something we all need to be aware of.
1: Yes, yeah, so but there's also some misinformation out there about it. So, you know, hopefully hearing it from a professional, mm. um, what it really is, how to treat it, and in treating it, really protecting yourself, I think is is key. Yeah,
0: yeah, because likely someone who is narcissistic isn't gonna listen and say, I need to go see Dr. Huffy. <laughs> it's, exactly, okay. exactly. That would be nice, okay. All right, yeah. Dr. Huffies, thank you so much for being with us and sharing um, some really important information on this very interesting topic. Sure is. Thank you. And you can find more information on the cutting edge of wellness by watching other Cara's Cures on WFSB+. Plus. You can go back and watch other episodes or listening on the Cara's Cures podcast. Scroll back. Uh, we cover many, many aspects of the cutting edge of healing for all different age groups and walks of life. So we're happy that you're here. And if this is inspiring to you, please uh, go ahead and share this on your channels with your friends and loved ones. Have a great day, everyone, and be well you <laughs>